Hello, hello. This is Afia for the Adultish Podcast with my co-host Chelsea. Say what's up, Chelsea. Hi, everyone. This is Chelsea. Okay, guys. So we're welcoming you to the first episode of our podcast where we're going to be talking about all things adulting and, you know, not so adulting. Uh, like the dirty things, the cool things, the childish things, and just the everyday things. Uh, you can find me, Afia, on uh, social media at ALJAO214 on Instagram. And you can find me on Twitter at LaJoliPoeta. That's L-A-J-O-L-I-E-P-O-E-T-A. Where can they find you, Charles? Uh, you guys can find me on Instagram at uh, C-H-E-L-Z underscore 222. That's Charles underscore triple two. Cool. So we hope you guys tune in and listen. Um, if you have any comments, questions, or concerns, you can always leave us a comment in the section below. Thanks, guys. I won't grow up. I won't grow up. I don't want to go to school. I don't want to go to school. Just to learn to be a parrot. Just to learn to be a parrot. And recite a silly rule. And recite a silly rule. If growing up means it would be beneath my dignity to climb a tree, I'll never grow up, never grow up, never grow up. Not me. Hello out there. This is your girl, Afia. This is the premiere episode of our new podcast, Adultish. My co-star, Chelsea. Say hi to the world, Chelsea. Hello, everyone. Um, So for our opening episode, we'd like to talk about adulting, considering that the name of the podcast is Adultish. And I'm going to pose the question to my darling, Chelsea. What does it mean to you to be an adult? Wow. <laughs> It's such a loaded, a loaded question. Um, being an adult, I think, uh, means to be truly responsible for oneself in all aspects, whether it's uh, financially, emotionally, mentally, all, all the things. You know, you can kind of support yourself and take care of yourself and and um, and deal with life by any means necessary. It's being able to kind of rely on you and not. Be dependent on others. Which is probably why the name of this podcast is Adult-ish. Because yeah. I'm definitely not in that category <laughs> entirely. Um, yeah, because I'm looking at it like what it means to adult is definitely to have that kind of like fiscal um, freedom. To kind of, you know, to be able to be responsible of oneself and all that other good stuff. But quite honestly, I don't want that freedom. I don't want to adult. Um, as I don't think, said, like, I don't think anyone adult. ever really does though do they i mean like they're i mean i would like to think when i was 16 or 17 i really wanted to be an adult i'm talking about adults that are actually currently going through adulting you would prefer to kind of have a little help but at the end but at the end of the day as well you know you like what you're doing like what you've accomplished and the direction you're going in you know that freedom that comes with with taking care of your own that's that's yeah i i mean i get it yeah you do you can you can enjoy that we also live in new york city where where being hardest to adult yeah it's very difficult to 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 take care of yourself fully here without help already from your parents like the people who do a lot unless they're incredibly successful on their own at a young age mm. most of them have help from some relative from someone they're not doing it alone i was gonna say like at what point in one's life are they really an adult or adulting but i guess it's kind of just subjected to because you I mean you, you can have 16 year olds who are extremely responsible and um are in real control of their finances and then you can have 45 year olds who definitely don't know how to like balance a checkbook at all so i'm gonna bypass that and then 
ask the question, how far do you think you've progressed in your attempts at adulting? <clears throat> well, um, I would say I'm kind of in, at the middle point uh, in the progression of adulting. I would say so, because um, as people cannot see, Chelsea is currently prego with her first baby. Yes, it's very true. Which is a big mark of adulting, I think. I agree. Yeah, being responsible for another individual, huge mark of adulting. Yeah. Prior to that, I don't think I would have even kind of scratched the surface on adulting. Um, like I can barely take care of a dog, like much less. A lot of people can't being. take care of dogs. They I don't know. curb them, which is like the number one rule. Just so gross. I hate when people just let their dog shit everywhere. Yes. It's really nice. I agree. I still want um, a dog. I think through the process of, of what I'm currently going through, uh, I've been forced to have to think outside of the box on like my normal day to day. I've mm -hmm. had to think more long term. I've had to think of pediatricians and doctor visits and, you know, what happens after baby's born and a lot more. There's a lot more planning ahead, which I hadn't done before. And I think that is part part of um, being an adult is planning for your future and really kind of solidifying any goals that you have or like um you know trying to reach reach those goals you you have more motivation because now it's not just about you i'm not saying that you know the only way to grow up and be an adult is uh through having a child and taking on that kind of responsibility but my personal journey has been through that aspect yeah um, and... i don't know i i feel like <clears throat> right now in my attempts at adulting um i feel like i'm the quarter of the way and i'm gonna say quarter because i remember when i was 25 i felt like i was going through a quarter life crisis and so i feel like i'm going through a quarter life crisis again which is in this adulting thing um because you know i always felt like at a certain age you know you should have you should have what you're looking for already or in a better way why do you feel that way well which is one of my questions which relates to actually one of my questions which is like the idea that you know i've looked to media and film and tv to give like these unrealistic expectations of like what it's like to adult you've looked to like entertainment as yeah. a way to base your actual yeah, real I mean, life like, well, yes Whoa. i know, I know. <laughs> how could i um i mean like when you look at shows for instance right i look at shows like living single when i was younger living single was on i was probably like what seven eight maybe nine at that time and you had people like khadijah regine and they were supposed to be in their late 20s you know early 30s and here they were living in a brownstone khadijah had a friggin her own magazine maxine was a lawyer i mean sinclair was loopy and regine was just you know <laughs> a professional fashionista slash gold digger but not really a gold digger but i mean you know they were relatively successful in their mid to late 20s and so growing up I felt like okay that's the point in time in your life where you should be relatively you know or at least attaining some sort of success well, we have friends, I would say, in our in our late twenties and even in our in our as we are in our early thirties that are lawyers now. Yeah. I mean, they may not be making the most money right now because they're still working their way into the firms that they're at and mm -hmm. they're doing certain things, but they have the title, they've worked really hard and now they're really learning the trade. Right. And I you feel know? like I'm still not there yet. Even but that though, like, but that I'm... hasn't necessarily been your life course. You True. know? But, you can you yeah. can achieve success in, in other ways. In other in other arenas, which is very 
very true. And it, it doesn't have to happen right now. I think we are in this like rat race against everyone else and we're constantly comparing ourselves to other people and yeah. what they're doing and where they're living and how they seem. But we don't know the inner workings of what's really going on and we don't know if they're happy and if they thought that this was an excellent career choice because of the money, but deep down inside they're miserable and they hate it and they can't wait for the weekend when they can go do the thing that they're passionate and that they love. True. So I think, you know, part of being an adult is taking on that that responsibility, having that kind of job that does secure you and you know Mm -hmm. you can do the things that help pay the bills Mm -hmm. but it's also being honest with yourself and and having hobbies and passions like now I feel like I'm developing those types of things because I hadn't before I'd never was like that's the thing for me it's the opposite it's like I've always had hobbies and 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 things that I like doing outside of that but it was never I was never able to like really secure that job in essence that would you know allow me to just continuously do those things without any real like problems or having to hinder one or the other mm-hmm. and I feel like that's that's kind of like what I mean when I'm like I'm not where I'm not you know I haven't reached there yet because I, I do feel like as an adult you should you should have or at least in my image of adulting you know you should have your career and then you should have the other things that you know help you to balance out life and I feel like I have those things that can help me balance out life but the career part I don't have and because I don't have the career I'm just getting job after job after job to just put food on the table and pay my bills which then doesn't allow me time to take fun and have fun like with the things that I'm really passionate about I'm really creative about not to mention I also remember a lot of people saying or have heard in you know someone say to me that like if you uh, do what you love you don't have to have to work a day in your life and I feel like I have not reached that place yet then again I don't think a lot of adults have reached that place in general either yeah but that's one thing that I always saw myself getting as an adult well do you think that by doing what you love it has to be something that you're also financially like compensated for like some people do what they love but they don't make a lot of money doing it yeah that's true but I would like to do something that I love that would financially compensate me that would like keep me living in a nice and when I say nice I mean like a reasonably uh, comfortable life like I'm not asking to like make $10,000 paintings like Nola Darling and friggin she's gotta have it which was highly unrealistic because she was like 27 living in a brownstone in Brooklyn in current day Brooklyn um, dog walking and doing like teaching kids uh, at a local elementary school art and she had amazing like bomb clothes and high-end brushes and paint by the way because she was buying that shit from brick like that shit's expensive okay <laughs> i know nothing about what you're talking about just so you know <laughs> and she's gotta have it like she's an artist she's a painter and like that's the that's the stuff that she's buying but you want me to kind of like believe that at 27 she has all of this shit like we're just supposed to believe she has family money and that's how she's able to kind of get through daddy so bought the ridiculous. daddy and mommy bought the brownstone and she just has to work to kind of maybe take care of the oh, the utilities. Well, yeah, the brownstone. Yeah, the brownstone belongs <laughs> to like a relative. No, not a relative. The brownstone belongs to like a friend of her parents. Her parents own their own brownstone and she doesn't want to move back home. Even though she can't afford her rent, she doesn't want to move back home. And yet she still has like all the time and energy and money in the world to do all this other shit. And it's also entertainment. Boyfriends. So we have it's to. It's true. Yes. We have to stop but comparing real- our but, lives. You know what? I would like to see a realistic show. Like show me some shit with some chicks like down and out or what like, about girls wasn't that kind of realistic no, no not at all because that one her parents were like professors and she was living in Greenpoint with like no job and it's like how the hell was she paying rent she was just living and doing all she worked odds in it like different types of jobs which one Lena Lena Durham yeah. or whatever her character and then her best friend was like the super snob one who had her shit together which again like made me feel like how the hell does she have her shit together and then you had the other 
one who was the young girl who she I think she was still in college. That was Marnie, not Marnie. Marnie was the friend who had everything together. Like the twerp, and then you had the other friend who was like a giant hippie and was just going where the wind blew. <laughs> I kind of just felt like that was. I mean, they were trying to be realistic, but I still look, kept looking at them like, who's paying the rent? Like, how how is the light bill being paid? How are they getting groceries? Like, I never, I didn't even see any of them go buy groceries the entire like the entire time I watched that show. What the fuck were they eating? Like mayo and pickles. Like I don't understand. Like be be real. That's what I mean by be realistic. Like again, I I struggle with this like <laughs> wanting to find realistic comparisons in 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 media and entertainment. I the reason I to lie. our real lives because it's like we have to remember this is only entertainment. It's make believe. True. And and what's really going on in our lives is very 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 different. different. And it's it's made to and be escapism. It's made exactly. to be escapist. So it's like, who cares what they eat? We just, we, maybe it. they eat unicorns. Like, we have no idea. Like, maybe they, they just eat unicorn poop. Exactly. I saw a tasty recipe for unicorn poop, and it looked really cute, too. It was like sugar cookies with like oh. little sprinkles. That- <laughs> it, was, it was the best. Like, it was the cute sw- rainbow yes, swirl. Yes, it was a little sw- rainbow squirrel sugar cookie, and they had like little sprinkles, and it was like, here's unicorn poop. It was the most adorable thing ever. Love it. It's we a- should make that. We should. We I would like to eat some unicorn I'm, poop. I'm interested. And then our lives will change. They will, drastically. And then, and then poof, we'll totally be adulting slash adult-ish slash adults, and it'll be great. Ugh, woof. So. Um, so in speaking of that and talking about all this shit, what would you say is the thing that you like the most, aside from that little nugs growing inside your body right now, uh, the, most, the most enjoyable thing about adulting or being an adult? Well, right now, I'm in a very big transitional phase in my life, and... Um, <clears throat> Excuse me. I spent the majority of my uh, young adult life working in restaurant and hospitality, and I've been doing that for about ten years up until uh, Thursday. Ooh. And um, you know, I finally feel like I'm at a place in my life where I've stopped working uh, mainly to to be home with the baby, but I'm also in this place where I can create, mm-hmm. and I feel like I have a blank slate to kind of work out different options. And it's really exciting to me because I don't feel like I have have to rush back into work uh, just to like you know keep doing these dead end jobs that I've been doing for the past ten years. I get the opportunity now to um, focus on what I really want to do mm-hmm. with my life and and create um, a career and a life that that I love. Mm-hmm. And that is something that I didn't think I would ever be really excited about or mm-hmm. happy about or a place that I could get to because I was in such despair. Uh, always comparing myself to everyone else and all my incredibly successful friends around me and and the ones that were already just uh, wealthy because their families were wealthy. And, you know, I was just feeling down and out and never felt like I could get to this place. So I think that comes through... Uh, having a lot of setbacks in your life and maybe feeling a little bit disappointed, but then having worked through that and now recognizing that you can get to a clearing, you can get to a place where you can create the life that you want. And as long as you're breathing and you're healthy, your life isn't over. You can you can be and, and do whatever you want. So I'm kind of at that place right now, and it's it's exciting, and it's a good place to be because it's positive, and, mm-hmm. and I'm happy. Like, I'm, I, I was actually just talking to... Um, a friend about how nervous I was about not working anymore. Uh, and then at the same time, so relieved to not have to be there. It felt like seven weights came off of my shoulders because I was so scared to do this for so long. Mm-hmm. And now that I'm doing it, it, it is terrifying. And we are not by any means 
rich at all, but we're very creative with how we live our lives and how we pay our bills and we make it work. And I think that's another step to, to being an adult is, you know, still trying to stay responsible while trying to, you know, figure out what you want to do. You can't stop and being like, I'm done. This is where I'm at. There's no more growth. There's I'm just here working this nine to five. Like you'll never live your best life if you keep limiting yourself. So it's like part of, I think, truly adulting is always being willing to push yourself and strive for more. Cool. So that's where I'm at. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I think my best part of adulting is drinking wine. Uh <laughs> I know. Oh, wow. Chelsea gave like this super sweet existential like <laughs> breakdown and I'm like, wine. Well, I, oh. haven't, I haven't been drinking wine for the past, you know, eight months. That's true. And that's a big deal for me. I had to learn how to like deal with people without being, being around you, like drinking and not wanting to slap a drink. Out not just that, like dealing, you know, in the industry that I work in. That's true. And like, and, and around liquor. I used to always just be like, I need a shot. You know, yeah. I need to shine, go outside and take a break. And have you know a shot. that you could drink like a, one glass of wine as a pregnant person. You can. Of course. And I'm saying it doesn't, it's not that, but I'm saying for someone who used to have multiple glasses of wine. <laughs> And start off their shift with a couple shots of tequila. It was like a 180 in, in, in relearning how that to is deal. That is adulting. Deal with people. Because you're like, listen, I'm going to be responsible and yeah. not do this. Yeah, it was, it was hard. I mean, I was a party girl. And now I'm like, I have a sip of wine and I get a headache, girl, <laughs> lady. <laughs> um, I mean, like, I my thing is, I, I say wine because it just speaks to, like, me and relaxing. Like, the one of the best things I feel, uh, the, the best thing for me about adulting or beginning to adult, because I think I'm still adulting or I'm in transition. I'm in a transitional phase of adulting. Um, is being able to relax on my own terms. And I say that to say, like, I'm living on my own for, like, the first time, even though technically, like, my mother still lives below me and can be a pain in the ass sometimes, like, not like not even knocking on the door because she's too lazy to come up the stairs she'll just like call me or like yell for me to come downstairs which is the most annoying thing in the world but um but she has this gorgeous space that but, she's yeah, transforming like, into like, her own my, my own space for the first time and like i can do whatever the hell i want however i want and like it I means she can fuck y'all hell yeah and um you know and there's like no you know like impediment on that like that's what i like like i can come home throw my bags down like get naked sit in my couch drink a glass of wine like watch netflix don't worry for the people who are sitting on my couch right now i actually don't do that i sit in my robe on my couch by the way uh, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> you know and like i get to enjoy and relax in the way that adults i guess can you know just relax and just feel like i don't have to have you know someone like over me like breathing down my neck or telling me to do something or clean up my room or anything i mean even though i wasn't one of those kids either way but i get to enjoy my time the way i want to enjoy my time and i feel like that to me is one of the best things about adulting like it is you can just you know people call you and it's like hey girl i want to go out and it's like you know what i want to sit at home and read a book and that's going to be my friday night i'm sorry go out with someone else Linda like I not me you know like <laughs> Linda needs some new friends Linda needs some new friends you know I I agree with you you know when I first I first went out of my parents house I was in my mid-20s and I got an apartment I could not afford at the time I thought I could afford it because I was making decent money but the second I lost my job it became like the biggest burden oh, yeah. 
But, Rinse. you know, for the one year that I lived on my own completely, it was the best time of my life in the sense of, you know, what you were just ex- describing. Mm. Being able to come home, walk around naked, not care that I didn't have curtains up in my kitchen. It, right. like, didn't bother me. I was like, whatever. I could have whomever over whenever I wanted. And the funny thing about it is I thought that, like, you know, because I lived on my own, I would want, like, I could have, you know, my male partners come over. Mm-hmm. But I was actually kind of a bit more scared to do yeah, that. because you don't want Because I'm living on, live. and I live on my own and now. you're on your own, and the next yeah. thing you know, like, they're knocking on your door at 3 a.m. in the morning, and they try to attack you some shit. It's like, no way. Yes. How about we just, like, meet up somewhere, or I go And to I just place. didn't want anyone to ever get too comfortable. Like, this is my space. This is True. my domain. Like, you don't get to just come here and get a drawer. Like, no way, Jose. No way. But it's, I, I strongly encourage if no one's ever done it, even if it's just for a little bit of time, to have your own space. It's yeah. the best thing ever. I feel like that was the real mark of adulting. Yes. Because, like, I got, I, I mean, for those of you already know, like, I got married, and I didn't, I, when we moved out, or I moved out of my mom's home, uh, I moved into my then-husband's apartment, and it still didn't feel like ours. It didn't feel like mine. It was, like, his place, and how he had ran the place, I didn't like it at all. So it was still, it still felt very much like I was underneath someone or had to follow someone. Their and, rules. Their rules. Yeah. And so, like, after we broke up and I got my own place, I felt like, ah, oh, like, breath of fresh air. This like, I make my own rules. I can do whatever I want. I can stay up late. I can eat ice cream until I'm, like, blue in the face. I can do whatever the hell I want, which, like, seems really childish. But it's, like, the fun part about adulting is that you can act like a child in that respect. Like, don't tell me what to do. Like, don't, it's mine. You can mine. really just be yourself in your own element, in your own space. And, and that is, is a privilege because some people, even if, even if they are responsible adults, can't yeah, afford to to have their own space and they don't get to do that so you are very lucky i know i had to give that up (laughs) well you gave that up and you gained so much more because you you gain that beautiful (laughs) husband um and you're gaining this little nugget that's like popping into the world in january is making his grand debut next month so i mean you've given up one freedom but for another now you're the freedom to be a mom and you can like control it and tell it what to do and be like shut up i'm your mom because i said so like, yeah, that only works until they're like five, and then they have these really crazy explanations for everything. Yes. I'm like, I don't know if I want him to grow up. They're, they're so rude. Oh, um, can I tell you guys this quick story about my nephew? <laughs> about my nephew. So my two, I my sisters, both my sisters have twins. Um, the eldest sister who turned 33 for like the umpteenth time today. She uh, has a son who uh, she has an eldest son, which is part of her twins, the twin boy and girl, and then a younger son. The younger son is the most rudest thing you will find on the planet. <laughs> but it's like he's lovingly rude with that. Like it's not like he's just it's, you know what it is? it's not that he's not rude. He's just really honest. And he doesn't sharp. care. He's very sharp. Yeah. And he doesn't care about who he offends because he just feels like he's being really honest. So his older brother, the three of them, they came to my apartment the other day because their parents used to live in the apartment that I'm currently living in now. And I was watching Fifty Shades Darker. Don't ask me why. Um, I actually, a side note, went to the movie theater to see see that. that. So it's money I can never get back. (laughs) (laughs) It really isn't. Um, But the thing is, honestly, I really liked the movie for the soundtrack. I think they had really, really good music in that movie. But anyway, like it had just started, right? So it was under like the sexy stuff, which by the way, the second movie had a lot less gratuitous sex than the first movie. And I think they're they're leaning towards more like this whole having a plot thing, which is like, let's be serious, who wanted to watch it for that? But um, 
Anyway, it's, you know, not so sexy part. They're all still got their clothes on and talking to each other and shit. And so the my kids ne- come up. And the kids come upstairs and my nephew, like, the eldest one, he sees it and he's like, I know what you're watching. And I'm like, what? And he's like, yeah, he's like, I know what you're watching. It's like mommy watches that all the time. He's like, mommy watches it all the time. And then, like, the baby chimes in. It's like, yeah, that's mommy's movie. She likes watching that. And they're like, yeah, she has the DVD. She's dirty. Mommy's <laughs> so dirty. And then, like, the little one is like, yeah, she's dirty. She's nasty. She's dirty. <laughs> and that's the two of them just going back and forth. About how dirty their mom is because they know what kind of movie she's watching. And it's like, you see, that's the joy of children. But they would never, (laughs) the funny thing is they would never tell you as the mom how they really feel, but they will talk about it to like auntie. Everybody else, yes. Because I have similar, similar stories and like, it's just amazing to me. Like my niece, she always loves to call my sister dramatic. Oh, she's just so dramatic. This one, this one. This one. Yeah, they pull that shit on like the aunts and the uncles, yes. but not the. They know the moms never, are gonna like smack ever. them side of the head. Like, what did you say <laughs> about me? Nothing. So I have that to look forward to, yeah. and you have that to look forward to when yeah. he gets to badmouth me to you. Oh man, that little that little auntie. Yeah, I know. I'm gonna have her nugget like calling me like, oh, that one over there. She won't let me go to the playground. I'm so mad. And seem like you know what? Just come over here, and we'll go to the playground over here. Just don't tell mommy. You're gonna be the cool aunt. Yeah, that's that's my that's my Aww. aim in life. I mean, like I try to be the cool aunt to my sister's kids right now, but I literally we we <laughs> beef all the time because I look at them and they'll be like, "You're ugly." I'm like, "No, you're ugly." And like we just go back and forth. Like, so you still argue with children? Yeah, I do Got all it. the time. I mean, like they're not just children; they're like they're like little people. I don't even call them children; they're little human beings. They're little people, especially the five year old. He's a they've little always person. been little people. Yes, but no, he's like a little adult person, he's like a little person, <laughs> just stuck in a five year old's body. Like, I'm too anal to be like cool auntie because I just I'm so like this is how things are don't touch my stuff don't mess with my things ask before like these are the rules when you get in my car these are the rules when you're mm-hmm. in my house these are the rules when we're out together well, see, that's how my mom is too so they don't have like a super cool grandma so they have like but a, I'm really but the thing is who doesn't let them touch anything I'm really fun like to me there's a time and a place for everywhere that you have true. to be Very so, true like, if we're at the park and you want to run and scream and have fun and eat ice cream and drop it all over the place there I don't care because that's what parks are for but when you're in particular places you have to behave accordingly and so i think that that sometimes becomes a big blur yeah with them because they're like oh you were just so fun like you know an hour ago when you let us run around in the sprinklers yeah and, and then they, they, don't under- yeah, they don't understand like sometimes you have to turn the discipline on yeah like, but now that but now we're in the car you're not letting us eat the candies because yeah. you don't want us to get our sticky fingers everywhere you know yeah. so i'm okay with 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 just being me i, I had guess. to i had to ring them in on this this past weekend this sunday when they came over because again uh where i'm currently living their parents lived there they basically grew up in this apartment you know for all eight years of their life and so they came in and they're like oh wow this place looks so different don't you remember when we used to live here like yeah i miss living here and so they're like jump like walking around and just going in my room rolling on the floor i'm like get up off the floor it's dirty and they're like but what like you know, don't be like grandma because grandma does not let them do it. Like if my mom sees them just sniffing at something hard, it's like, why are you breathing so hard? Like get off of that. You know, like she's terrible. <laughs> she's really terrible with them. Like, and it's her fault because she's a person like she has to have a whole, like she's just, uh, she wishes she lived in like the 1800s because like all her like furniture looks like it's super King Puritan. Henry. Yeah. Like King Henry VIII, like ornate wooden carved furniture. I was actually looking at some of her ceramic yes. figures she had in her. All of those Made in China ceramic photos, like images, like plates. But it's not her fault. It's a it's part of not. the period where she grew up. Yes. You know? 
because my grandma's that, house is yeah, like that. Yeah, you know, collecting things was a thing, and so she and what just it looks like. A lot of things. Anyway, yeah. we digress. Oh, but major. I had to like I had to ring them in because they were touching things, and I was like, don't touch, don't. I was like, could you not sit on the arm of my couch, please? And then my niece just like slides from the arm of the couch into the chair, but her legs are still dangling over, and I'm like, I wanted to go over to. Her. You see, this is this is a cool auntie if you like. I would just go over and shove her legs off the chair without any warning and make her fall and laugh. Like that's how I would do it, and they would laugh too because we're we're kind of crazy with each other like that. I would just <laughs> knock her feet. And be like, you know better. And sit up. Nah, and just, sit up. I just shove her, and she'd laugh, and we'd laugh, but she'd know not to do it because I'd shove her legs off again, and, and she would get to a point where it would hurt, and she would be like, no, don't do that. But I had to like look at them like, hey, please stop. They would go in the fridge, and I'm like, listen, this used to be your mom's fridge. It's mine now, so you have to ask before you go in. See, that's where there's, there's there's the gray areas. Yeah. With like trying to be cool, auntie. It is. It's a, and it trying is. to be it's a hard gray area, but like I, I'm disciplinary, starting, auntie. I'm I'm starting to. They're they're okay now because I don't really have any shit in my apartment right now for them to break. But like once the shit comes in and it's like I have my little like figurines and decorations on the wall and stuff, then they might see like me and auntie like don't touch my stuff. You know, and they're gonna be like, Auntie, how could you? You used to let us break your things before. That was then. But that's part of you know, adulting as an aunt. It is. It's a different aspect. I have to like be an adult with them, which is rough because I like being a kid with them. I like I fight with them. I um I like physically fight with them too. That's this is so funny to me. I'm the total opposite. Oh no, we. I'm the total opposite. Those kids come at me like they're playing Ninja Turtle. Yeah. I'm fighting with them like they're Leo, Michelangelo, and I'm like Donatello. Like oh my goodness. But then like. Like, you know, they'll hit me and I'll tell them, like, don't hit me that way. Because it, it's one thing when they're play fighting and then when the play fight turns into a real fight, then it's an issue. That's my issue. They get a little rough. But, you know, what What we're doing is just implementing kind of safety things. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're playing with Nerf guns, safety goggles. If you're doing, like, hitting each other, wear helmets. Oh, you guys are nice. <laughs> and elbow pads. Yeah, well, their father's <laughs> an ER doc, so he sees oh, everything. So he sees all the things. He sees everything. He sees so. the kids coming in with, like, Nerf guns pellets like sticking out their yeah, ears yeah like or like it's someone broken eye socket oh, you know yeah. so he sees it all and he you know i, I his kids his rules <laughs> i just am like true. he said put some helmets on y'all put them on it's very easy to just go with the flow of the rules that's cool so. so what would you say is like the worst part about adulting for you um the worst part about adulting would probably be having to stick with what you're committed to <laughs> Oof. oh yeah <laughs> you know whether it yeah. be like that job for the moment or that uh, choice yeah <laughs> pregnancy you know all <laughs> of it it's like <laughs> um it it's just kind of like having having to stick it's a pro and it's a con mm-hmm. having to see things through all the way and and uh Having to realize, like, like, this is the thing that's giving me money right now, so I I have to deal with it. I can't just, like, quit and go live with mom and dad. Yeah. Or I could, but I would probably hate it after, like, three or four months. Because you're so used to your freedom as an adult to have to go back to being, like, the child again in their house. Like, even visiting. I've been there two nights in a row. (laughs) My mom started to kind of get on my nerves. God bless her. But she does things that I realized I couldn't stand when I lived there. Like, I was home earlier before her, and uh, I'd been cooking. The oven was on. The house was toasty and warm. And she asked me three to four times if I felt like the house was too hot and if I wanted to open a window. And I answered her each time saying, no, I'm comfortable. And I finally had to say, Mom, if you ask me one more time, I'm going to go downstairs (laughs) or away from you. If you're hot, open a window. Open a window, yeah. But I'm comfortable 
And if you're hot, you know, aggressive mommy way of saying, yeah. you know, what, mom, let me just open a window for you. No, she can do that on her own. I could get a blanket. <laughs> you know, I, I don't want like I just feel like you can't keep asking me the same thing in the hopes that I'm going to change my mind, which is one of her methods yeah, of that's, doing that's things. My mom's guilt trip. Yeah. And I just I, you know, I love my mom and I, I will always deal with her. But she's like, Chelsea, why are you losing patience or snapping with me a little? And when I don't spend so much time with her, I have a lot more patience with her. But mm. because I've been spending a lot of time with her lately, yeah. it does start to go down <laughs> because she does the same thing over and over and over. So uh, the option of moving back home, this is also a refresher. Like, no, I don't want to do that. Mm -hmm. So what? We're cooking all the time? We're on a tight budget? We're sticking to it? Yes, I'm on board because I know what, what it comes with. You know, <laughs> moving back home just is not an option. Yeah, I I totally agree with that. The idea, well, that the idea of just sticking to something, or the fact the the idea that because you have to be responsible for yourself, you have to do whatever it is to be responsible for yourself. You know what I mean? To keep that responsibility going. Yeah. Like um, like I'm at a job that's not my ideal job, but I'm there because it. You know, I hate bills. That's like the worst thing about adulting. Like bills is that it's and it's one of those responsibilities. You know, you have to pay for things and you have to pay in order to stay alive. Like, you to spend money to spend to stay alive these days and it's just like the fact that you have to take anything or well not really anything because i mean i could be hooking but that's not what i'm gonna do you might make a lot of money you know i had somebody tell me that like you know what <laughs> you should probably go on listen high-end escorts what just saying that's why he was like listen my life is over because i'm about to ruin my vagina so you can still yeah you I can people, still. I've heard people tell me, like, you know what, maybe, maybe you should, you know, be an escort. I don't know. I mean, you know, you're pretty. Just just be on some, you know, a sugar, what's it called? Not a sugar daddy, a glucose guardian. Get one of those. And then I had someone else say a saccharine savior. So, you know, you could get one of those things. And, you know, sometimes it's not about the physical um, aspects. A lot of, by a lot, I mean, like, these random documentaries and things I've watched about yeah. hooking. Uh, the women aren't always physical. No, they're the just they're, they want to give them that girlfriend experience, which is a show on Stars that I need to watch. By the way, mm, plug. Yep, <laughs> Stars better do some funding. I know, though. right? Um, but yeah, you know, I could do that, but I really don't. Let's let's face it, I'm not gonna do that. I, I don't think I have the personality to do that either way. But, I think um, it would affect my soul. Like <laughs> seriously, like I thought about it, and I was like, it would slowly chip away at who I am. That I don't know if I would be able to to handle that kind of lifestyle. But then I was like, I also did work for tips for 10 years, not as a stripper, but as a, a bartender and mm -hmm. as a, a waiter. And that eats away at your soul. Ugh. It really, really does where you're reliant on other the people giving. Other people, yeah. Like, you know, the generosity of other people. Yeah. Like, and it, granted, it's much more than you would make in like, you know, a, a lot of other types of jobs. But it still comes with that, like yeah, it's tethered. It's like the, yes, the attachment yeah. to them, and a for and you're being forcibly nice, like to someone you probably would wouldn't never be nice to. And if they Total talk dick. to you a certain type of way, like I didn't tolerate that the the rudeness very well, but nicely, I'd let you know very nicely that like, oh, the way you're behaving. Like, bitch, I don't want your money. Keep yeah, stanky ass money. Anyway, like. but it's still like jobs like that do kind of chip away at who you are. But then it's also like incredibly rewarding when someone gives you a crap ton of money for just being you That's true. <laughs> you know but it's like it's still even still that yeah, chips away like, at yeah, who you it are. It does. It does. So that's yeah. probably why I'm so excited and thrilled to not be doing to it. To not be doing it. Meanwhile, I'm here like slaving. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I have to work for money. <laughs> well, I worked up until I was nine months and a half pregnant. So mm. 
most women wouldn't be doing that standing no. for eight to nine hours on their feet. Not at all. I had to, and I think I was kind of forced. I shouldn't say forced, really, but yeah, lies. I was kind of forced into like the work I was in now because like me and my husband were separating, and I was not working when he and I were together. And then so it's like shit. I have to get a job if I'm gonna be able to survive and be a divorcee. You know, sooner or that later. That was kind of nice. So how did you feel about that? Like that's part of adulting in a sense, don't you think? Um, like yeah. Being married and being kind of it is it, the wife it, who doesn't it was work, adulting, but no, it wasn't even that I didn't want to work. Me getting married was adulting and then mothering at the same time because I was basically acting like his mom the entire time we were married, which is probably why we're not married anymore because it's like a child, another child. Um, at times, at times, he might be listening. At times, we're still cool. I love you still, whatever. Um, but. <laughs> It was, the thing was, the last job that I had was extremely um, taxing on my soul, as you said, on my soul. It was just like my boss, she was a leprechaun. That's what we actually used to call her. Um... And yeah, leprechaun. And like, she was just so gross and nasty. And so like, we, I had to leave that job. And the fact that like, I had a husband who would financially support me had I left that job was a great um, asset to have. But then at the same time, I started feeling like I had to slip into this 1950s role of like, take care of the house and take care of this and take care of that. And when he came home and he wanted some sexy, sexy time, I had to give him that too. And that was that obligation. That's the obligation I didn't like, kind of like how you have to depend on people for tips it was like i had to depend on him you know in that way where it's like i had to give him what he wanted and like keep him really happy because i felt like i wasn't doing my part um you know to really bring in anything financially into the household though i was like doing everything else but <laughs> i feel the opposite of that just so you know <laughs> i know only because like, i worked for well, no 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 because like, i worked for, for like so long years. and no i'm just saying throughout in general the pregnancy i was like i worked a lot and i was like you know well, yeah, yeah, now it's you not want a easy. break. Yeah. My break was like forced. It wasn't that I didn't want to work. It was just that that job was terrible. And then I wasn't finding work because there were like layoffs here and layoffs there. So I wasn't finding something that I really wanted to do because again, I was kind of like in this mindset that the next job I get, like I wanted to be, you know, a job I really liked so I wouldn't have to be bouncing from job to job mm-hmm. to job, which is the thing about adulting that I hate. The idea that like, you know, if you don't succeed in finding that, I would hate to call it dream job, but that dream job, it's kind of like you're just bouncing from one thing to yeah. the next, or becoming really complacent and content at where you exactly. are. Exactly. And you know, all for the sake of survival. It's and true. and that's what I really can't stand about adulting because it's like the world is not going to stop because you're tired of it. You you have to keep going. You have to with keep it. going. Just yeah. keep going. I I agree. Um, to kind of go back on like the idea or the the fact that I won't be working for a while. I did find myself kind of, I have found myself kind of slipping more into a domestic wife type, like trying to get up earlier to make breakfast in the morning and like have dinner and doing like laundry in a timely fashion and keeping the house a bit more organized. Oddly enough, though, I want to do that. Like I didn't, I don't feel so much like forced into Mm -hmm. it. It's something that like um, I've wanted to do, like because I have the time now, like there's no like, Mm -hmm. oh, tomorrow I have to work all day, so I need to save my energy like mm-hmm. there isn't any of that kind of looming over my head and and also too when when he spends less money outside it's a better for all of us it really is so it's like you know i rec- i'm recognizing the sacrifice that comes with it and i'm not the best at, at what i'm i'm doing and now specifically because of the you know being pregnant mm-hmm. but i'm trying and all right i would i don't want to say trying but i'm doing it 
And I feel good. Like I've every day so far, I've been mm-hmm. feeling incredibly accomplished mm-hmm. and like. Don't get me wrong. Domestic life is listen. It's been it's it, and I've never it experienced be, it before. Yeah, it can be. It can be really to me. It can be in my not in my previous experience because it wasn't a great one. But overall, in my mind, I had always thought that it could be something that was very freeing because um, and it could be really liberating in the sense that like I always said that if I married rich, which I didn't do, so that was another issue. But um, if I married rich or married wealthy, I would love to be a domestic if I married wealthy because for then you could be an artist. Yes, you can be an artist. You can be creative. Like I could spend all of that time crafting and creating as much as I wanted to without having to worry about putting, you know, making sure that there was money coming in to put food on the table and this and the third. Like I would be baking barefoot and like painting in a corner somewhere at the same time. That's the name of your neck, your first cooking show. Paint uh, baking barefoot. The barefoot baker. Um, yes, you know, like I would, I would be that. Way. Like, if money was not an option, if it was not, you know, if it wasn't something that was controlling me on a day to day basis, I would love to be at home, just creating, just being are we, a creator. Are we being so adultish because we keep diving down into this, this uh, place of if my life was and in because this imaginary realm. Because I can't of where I could be. At home. I mean, like, I could right now. Saying so, I have to actually bake some banana bread because I have Ugh. some bananas that are going bad. You don't like banana bread? I don't either. I don't eat it. I just bake it and give it to people. Oh, you could. That's so nice of you. Well, I don't like wasting bananas. Like, I'll buy them, and as soon as it's turning black, you I don't want them. You know what you can do, too? You, do you smoothie? I mean, do you make smoothies? Yeah, I don't like them in smoothies. Either. I feel like the banana flavor just overpowers the taste of everything. I was going to say, what you can do is chop them up and freeze them and just put a little bit in. I have to try a little it's bit. It's a nice filler and it has potassium, and it's really great for like lead so cramping, circulation. Like you know, just sometimes how that like every smoothie you drink they would give you like oh this is a banana like a, a pineapple strawberry smoothie and I suck they drink it and it's like banana like I can tell that you use the banana to make the smoothie have that smoothie consistency I don't like that too much because it just tastes too much like banana so banana bread it is yeah <laughs> I, all I do is like I'll I'll bake it and then like take a quarter of a slice and eat that and then just give it the rest to my coworkers and just let them eat that but I don't have any sour cream I you use eat a like a bird I do <laughs> but when it comes to banana bread specifically I don't like. It's a, I love the smell of bananas. I just don't like things with an overpowering banana taste. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Aside well, from just the fruit. Like, I'm I'll not, eat the banana. I'm not crazy about bananas. I only like them blended. So mm. I'm, I'm like right the, there I with you. I only like the fruit. I only like the fruit. I only so like I'm to right eat there it with you. Like, on that way. Yeah, I'm super aware with bananas. bananas. But that would be my life, you know? Baking barefoot with bananas. Just, you know? The island cook. Yeah, the island cook. The and then, you know... Cook. Coconut chef. Yeah, the coconut chef, the coconut cook. There was a guy who does that, too. He's, like, this Trinidadian guy who's, like, the Caribbean chef. Really? Yeah, and he does, he like, these... He cooks on coal pots and stuff. Yeah. Makes a fire outside and, like, wraps his food in banana leaves. Even. It's, like, these fusion <laughs> shits, like, oh, you know, here's what, how we make Kalaloo. Let me tell you what Kalaloo is. And it's, like, please don't explain it to these gringos. Like, I don't want them knowing all our damn secret stop stop sharing the shit stop please stop. i love that you're not spanish but you called them gringos i called gringos i call them all gringos they're all gringos all the gringos yes all the people who don't know sorry and i can say that because this room is full with like people of caribbean descent right now so i don't feel bad about it i'm sorry i'm completely negating your like north carolina inside it's like iet all the way we're just gonna pretend but that's what caribbean people do they're like oh you got a drop of caribbean blood you or like yeah like africans do it too or even jews like a lot of people they find a way to like connect with you Mm -hmm. on some level that's like we can all connect that way in the room. Oh, yeah, because my name, Afia, is like it's a Ghanaian name or Ghanaian name. So as soon as they hear that, it's like, oh, you are from Ghana. 
Ghana. I'm like, no, I'm not. Yes. Yes, yes today. Yes, yes I am. am. Guess what? Guess what? Your background is from Africa. So we are brothers. We are sisters. <laughs> this is my family. And it's like, no, we're not. But okay. Yes, I am part of and your then, tribe. And then I Why go back. Not? And then I go back and say, well, my great grandfather was from Nigeria. You see, I knew there was some Nigerian princess in you. I knew that. And I'm like, yes, yes, my brother. Yes. Take me back to the motherland. Oh yes. Make me a princess. Have you been? Never. I, I would love one, to go. I went once to Morocco, but that's not Africa. Yeah. You do see a lot of the other, like, um, when you're in Northern Africa, you mm-hmm. see a lot of um, African refugees escaping, trying to go to Europe. Mm. It's right yeah. there. Yeah. I didn't realize how close it was. It's someone so told me close. that. Uh, 45 minute boat ride. Yeah. I took the ferry from Spain to Morocco. Yeah, someone told me that there's like a ferry. Like, uh, someone I met said that they could. Oh, I was at a bar around the corner from the job, and they said that they used to live in Spain. There was a ferry that goes from Spain to yeah. Africa. Africa. and yeah. then she was like she could see like Kilimanjaro whatever, mm-hmm. like, and you can see the window. rock you can see the rock of Gibraltar I was like what it's really it's amazing I was like I can the coolest ship ever it's crazy because I wanted to be an Egyptologist and I've never been to Egypt and I think that's like what I have to do before I die we were gonna go when we were gonna we be were like 90 and crippled and like in a friggin but it was in the time like Egypt was just not very safe yeah. and that's the thing like it's always it's always some issues in, the, in those countries but I'm gonna be like 90 with like cataracts and like one eye and like finally make it to the pyramids and <laughs> like right, he arrived and then die like a happy old lady you're gonna go away before that we can actually <laughs> just probably go i know great. you know adulting i'm gonna have to like charge a shit on a credit card that's what most people do Ugh. i have a girlfriend of mine that's what she says she goes get on your credit life like everybody yeah, else step your she, credit she up was like, um do you have she was like do you have like two like two grand worth of credit on your credit card i was like yeah she's like well charge that shit i'm like but i don't want to owe yeah. my trip but I don't want to owe Chase for you my charge trip. it and so far in advance, and by the time your trip does come around, it's already paid off. That's the way I would, like, if you are going to do something like that, I would try to plan it in advance where by the time you actually go on your trip, things are already, like, it's paid. You know, so then it's really, yeah. it is kind of like a loan, like you've loaned it and then, you know, or try to pay it off as quickly as possible. Sometimes oh, it yeah. just comes with a little bit more sacrifice. Credit cards aren't the devil. It just depends on how, how you, you use, them. use them. Like, I have one credit card. I use one credit card at a time, mm-hmm. typically. Um, I have my, like, one that I used for mostly everything, but I keep it very, I barely even, I think I'm at a quarter of the, of, Which like, my spending power. Yeah, you can keep under half. Half they say, half to a they third. They say about a third. Yeah, it's good. I try to keep it a little lower than that, um, just because I I also hate having to pay back. I hate debt so much. But I finally That's got I got a decent score as well. Finally, not score um rate like mm. under ten. That's so nice. Happy. Yeah. Oh my god, the things that make it was you happy a rate. Adult, it was like a promo rate. Like yeah, low interest rate. I'm shopping around <laughs> looking for interest rates for how long? And That's right. like <laughs> when you get older, like the shit that makes you happy. And it's I'm like, like don't to, increase my credit. I go to don't Home increase Depot my and like if I see a lampshade like under ten dollars, I'm ecstatic. I win. Like yes, like I I win at life. Yes. Like, these are the things that make me happy. Yeah. Like, chicken on sale. Like, $1.99 a pound? What? I am buying up all the chicken today. Yes. Jeez. Because you, you know, you realize life, especially in New York City, folks, where we are, it's very expensive. The cost of living here is high, you know, and wherever you can save and cut back, you should. Mm-hmm. It's part of adulting. And, you know, it, it took me forever to get a grasp on, like, credit cards. Like, I used to have max on my Best Buy, this one, that one. By the time tax season came around, even if I got a little de- decent refund, oh, that was I would just pay out my credit cards. And I'd be like, everything's at zero. Awesome. And it was, was so helpful. Before. 
when I was like 18, I was like really good at credit cards. And it's only as of late because of my transition from being married to like not being married that credit cards became like my best friend. But now I owe them all the things because mm-hmm. <laughs> like I've just been charging a lot. Yeah. But I've been trying to do my absolute best to like pay down as much as and I you can also, like every month. You also don't have to take the like the um the increases that they give you. Like uh, my brother-in-law recently got upset because they increased his credit line by like $2,000. Yeah. And he didn't know. So he was thinking that his purchases were all still within his credit mm-hmm. limit, the original credit limit. And I guess like some other things had happened and he was unaware of it. And he was like, you know, why would you extend my line of credit mm-hmm. instead of calling and asking and, if yeah. I want it or letting me? He's like, you know, he would have, he was like, he would rather be declined than have more debt because now he's like, now I got to pay all this back. Yeah. Whereas if you had just been like, I'm at my limit or this has happened. I don't owe you anything. And like, I don't owe you more. Like, like, well, you've been such a good customer. Exactly. It's like most people would be so happy we don't extend line of credits to everybody. Yeah. He's because, like, no, you just want me to pay off more money to you. You want just more debt. Yeah. And he's just you like, more. you know that I'll pay it off, which is why you've, you've in- extended, pre- it. extended yeah. it. But you didn't consult me about it. And this isn't necessarily the situation I want to be in. And I'm right there with him. Like, I don't want things to have. Don't extend my credit. I don't need it. I don't want it. There's no need. If I want it, I'm going to call you and ask for it. You know, don't do me any do favor. Like, you know, Chelsea, you've been such a great customer. Yeah. We're going to give you an extra $10,000. Like, I don't want that I check. don't want that. No. No Keep your way, $10, Jose. $10. No, because. I'm great with shopping within my $1,500. Thank you. I make it yeah. work. <laughs> yes. And then the the trick with a lot of these credit cards too is, um, you know, like I, uh, we were flying JetBlue a lot, and so I got a JetBlue card. And the interest on these cards are yeah, just the interest is so ridiculous. high. Even if you have a good a mm-hmm. good score, you have to call them and actually physically lower it down and work yeah, your way down. That's with them. something you would have to call in. Like to do. they are. It was just, I couldn't even believe it. I was like, this is high. You know you what know? they did with my mom? Um, she, she. It's a trap. <laughs> they, they trapped her and it was a really nasty trap too because she used to have a Home Depot credit card. And apparently, I mean, like, you know, when you're late here and there, like they bump up that. Um, the interest. The interest. Yeah. But the thing that happened with her was that I think the Home Depot, they, they, they were closing out that specific credit line account. And instead of telling her what they were doing, they closed out the account and then her, the debt that she owed ended up uh, looking like it was more than her credit limit. So oh. if her credit limit was like $5,000, they shut it off. And because she owed, her credit limit was like six or something like that, they shut it off. And then like they opened back up with like a $5,000 limit. So because she had seven grand yeah. and the new limit was five, it looked like she just overexpend, uh, overspent. And so they but increased the credit limit. But that's still problem. They increased hers, the credit yeah. limit and shut off her card and was like, yeah, you got to pay this all back. And it was just like, are you dead ass right now? Like, you guys did Plus, this. most of the stuff with Home Depot and things like that, they do financing options without interest. Like, if you're yes. making purchases, large purchases, like, that's the one thing I like about Best Buy is that if you do things within, like, an 18-month period or six months, depending on how big your purchase is, uh, you don't have to pay the interest on the card. But is that, like, in perpetuity or, like, for 18 months? Well, it's like I said, it depends on how large your purchase is. So, like, let's say I purchased something for $500 they might give me six months to pay it okay. off. Okay. If I purchase something for $3,000, they might give me 18 months to pay it okay. off. Okay. You know? That is a nice little deal. Yeah. Or you can do it where you just get a percentage back on mm. your card. So there's two different ways to do it, but then you still have interest on that, on the on the purchase. On the purchase. So I, always, I tend to opt for no interest 
and try to pay it all back before they slap on, you know, the whatever, four or $500 interest. Because so 18 months is a long time. A lot of interest that you can incur from your purchase. Mm. That high, especially if you're only making minimum payment. Or you know you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing by paying it down. Because isn't it crazy? You always pay interest on your balance. Yeah. It's like the biggest gimmick. It's like how... I just They're paid. loan sharks. Yeah. It's like you're making me pay you back for borrowing your money all the time, every single time, though. Like, if I charge something for a dollar, you want interest on that dollar, too? No, thanks. That's why I try to, like, use cash, well, debit or whatever, credit, debit on my card as much as possible. And it's, like, only on a purchase that I feel like, okay, yeah, all right, I'll let you guys take this this money from me. Do I give it back? Or I try to, I used to try, when I was younger, I used to try and pay it off, like, before the end of the month, so that way mm-hmm. I wouldn't even you wouldn't get, get an interest, interest rate. Right. Yep, yeah. I wouldn't get that shit. But now, these days, it's like, oh, and charge me that interest. <laughs> <laughs> See if you can get that money back anytime. That's okay. You're so funny. <laughs> So is that is that is that handling your bills responsibly? Would you say that that's like a very no, adult-ish which, way of handling it? No, it's it? not. It's an irresponsible way, which leads me to my other question that I was going to ask before we, like my second to last question before we end this night. Um, was that, is there anything in life or your life experiences that have prepared you for adulting? Um, or how have your experiences thus far prepared you for? I would say, yeah, I've had many. I've had many experiences in my life that have prepared me to be the woman that sitting here before you so fancy um you know i think it's through uh through the guidance of of my uh, my parents like how mm-hmm. they raised us um and that kind of started it all off and then through through my own personal life experiences going you know getting higher education uh learning how to survive on my own in the world getting my first apartment in that sense you know really well yeah because I had run into some issues like I mentioned after Mm -hmm. I'd lost my good job so then like rent was kind of slipping through the cracks learning how to deal with that dealing with the offices learning how to balance your checkbook who's gonna get what at what point in time so everyone's still getting paid within the month Mm -hmm. and it's not overlapping you know you learn how to you learn you learn how to to deal with these situations because because you have to because there's no choice it's like if I don't pay my bills or if I don't pay my bills and my credit is lower, if I don't have credit, I can't survive in America. Sure. Then what do I do now? I have to go back and re- and, and try to repair this or repair that, mm-hmm. you know? So, um, a lot of those experiences have shaped, have shaped who I am. The type of jobs I've had, I think has, um, taught me how to interact with people and, um, communicate with them. And, uh, right now, uh, being pregnant, I think has taught me how to be a bit more compassionate and caring. And, and a little more loving and understanding towards Aww. others, which I don't think I was before <laughs> <laughs> so much. You were. You were cool. Like, she, yeah. Like, the way Chelsea met me, she just, like, rolled up to me and was like, are you okay? Are you fine? Like, you look angry. And I was angry, but I, I was super tired when she rolled up on me. But she was compassionate back then. Aww, I think maybe the baby's just making you even more compassionate. But you're going to lose that. I'm more aware. Am I? <laughs> yeah. Once people start fucking around with your kid, you're going to be, like, compassion out the window. Well, that's very different. <laughs> I'm still going to be a little mama warrior, you know, yeah. and fight for what's mine. Um, you know, and you also can't raise a punk. Right. <laughs> so, this bitch, don't touch my baby. Pretty much, pretty much. I, you know, my mom always told us growing up as kids, um, if somebody hits you and you feel threatened, you defend yourself. Hit them back, and then you come back and you tell me exactly what happened, start to finish everything that happened, and then we'll go and discuss 
whatever with the teachers. Don't ever lie to me. Because mm-hmm. if you lie, then I can't defend you because I yeah. don't know if you're telling me the, the truth. truth yeah. You know? So that, those are different things. Too, Not to mention also... she can't defend you to like the teachers or whatever when they come to you like, oh, you know, Chelsea did this. Well, yes, I do because she yeah. told me what happened. Exactly. And, and I think that. those little life um, skills that, you know, they instilled in me from young have helped me be a responsible and a, and a truthful adult, you know? And um, I mean, I'm still a work in progress. I'm still growing. But so far, I would say that those are some examples of things that have helped shape who I am so far. I, you know, I'm still I'm still figuring it out as I go. And I think that that's the thing we all have to kind of be okay with. I was not okay with that for a while. Mm-hmm. Figuring things out as I go, trying to work through these uneasy feelings that I have, you know. And, and you have to learn how to deal with that. Some people don't like being uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. You know, they don't. It's like to them, oh, I'm uncomfortable. I got to have a drink. I got to smoke some weed. I got to do something to, to fix that, a quick right. fix. But all you've done now is just put a patch. You put a Band-Aid over a bullet hole. <laughs> like True. You haven't actually fixed the problem at all, you know? So I think you got to learn. You got to learn how to stay strong and survive and keep going. And like, um, For me, I feel like I didn't have many experiences, to be honest. I was I was relatively sheltered. And I can honestly say that. Like, I was relatively sheltered. Um, But even in the confines of being sheltered, um, there were, I know, there were some things that definitely taught me how to be a responsible adult like for instance um my middle sister who by the way is the reason why chelsea and i are so close because my sister married her um cousin chill and they have like the most adorable babies in the world until nugs comes along that he's gonna join and it's gonna be like a giant trifecta of adorable babies sidebar i can't believe orlando and i are having kids at the same time (laughs) there's like a decade between us that but think about it your kids can like hang out with each other i'm very excited about that i am very excited about like him and then my brother also had a, a kid a few a week ago yeah my cousin just had a kid like last month so like they're just like a school baby generation they're yeah. just gonna grow up together which i think is gonna be beautiful it's nice to like not um, you know be the only one having a kid i'm sorry i'm not pregnant yet i don't think it's gonna happen whatever um <laughs> i can't i would join you but you know i need i need the parts to help get a sperm donor that. like your mom said <laughs> i know <laughs> she's so terrible She's like, just find a man. You don't need him to be around. You don't need him to be around. She is like advocating for you. She really is. I think she wants me to walk into a sperm bank like tomorrow and just say, you know, pump it in me. Just just put it in there. Just give me a baby. I think it's crazy. I think for me, what kind of facilitated um, me learning to become an adult was that that same middle sister, she was, she... She went to school for accounting. She was the respons- she was really the responsible one out of like the three of us because I have an older sister, another older sister. The oldest one, she was like the free spirit kind of, but she wasn't really that free. She was a sneaky free spirit. So she used to do shit on whatever she wanted to do, but like super low key. She's like me. Yes. <laughs> like she would just do shit and then like, you wouldn't find out till like three years later. Like, what you mean you got a tattoo? Yeah, like five years ago. You didn't know? No, bitch. Like, where is it? There. Like she's been hiding the shit like forever. Um, Changing like behind yeah, the Yeah, like all kinds of shit. But then my other sister she was kind of just like she took up this mantle like being really responsible um and that could have to deal with that kind of deal with the fact that she was like the most tech savvy out of us like when computers like became a thing that you could bring into the house and you can afford because we were super <laughs> poor <laughs> so well me finally would like afford a computer like she was the one who was like i'm gonna set up everyone's emails accounts and like we're all gonna um be able to use microsoft money and like you know track what we are spending and track our bills and track this and track that and because she did 
gave that and then decided to leave me and move to Baltimore. And my mom is not the most tech savvy person in the world. Like she still can't figure out how to use WhatsApp and realize that like the video is on. She's like talking at the phone with the video on with her finger on top of like the friggin' camera and shit. Like yeah, leave Miss Amy on alone. I know. Don't worry. She's like she can't listen to this because she can't go on like the computer <laughs> and click on SoundCloud and listen That's to this amazing. either way either. Um, I love you though, mommy. If you know, you're not going to hear this. Um, so like, because my sister was that way, she kind of like instilled in me that fiscal responsibility, especially that fiscal responsibility portion of that. Like life. I remember when I was 13, she got me visa bucks and that's when visa was unrolling this whole thing about like a prepaid credit card for kids. So like you can, uh, basically my, what she would do is like, they would preload this credit card with my, um, allowance and I had to be in control of my spending. So I had to know you know if you can't spend more than twenty dollars this week because you only got twenty dollars on this card so what will i swipe my card with today and my kids were jealous because i could swipe at like 13 i was like that's not my fault <laughs> then she um she said i could swipe yeah i could swipe they were mad because they were like if you got a credit card I was like it's not a credit card but whatever i know swipe swipe um <laughs> don't hate then don't she hate. made me like a co-user a co-user like on her discover card so i could you know spend there and then she was the person who introduced me to credit lines so i got my first credit card when i was 18 my first purchase i'll never forget was my uh my first purchase i will never forget was my prom dress and i paid that shit off like in three weeks like right after i spent that money i i paid that crap off um and then like from there she was kind of you know and when she moved i took the mantle because she used to uh handle my mother's uh finances like all the bills in the house making sure they were paid on time and all that other stuff so when she moved that was kind of passed on to me and so i had that level of responsibility 10 years Years later though I'm still paying shit late well I'm paying shit late now because I'm just tired of doing it and I feel my mom should be able to do it but like I just also forget because I have like a lot on my mind to like remember that Verizon is due December 28th and I'm tap is like January 2nd and like shit I gotta get that reminder from Verizon like your shit's late I still pay it but like those kinds of things like push me towards being an adult because I always kind of was in this responsible mode yeah, in my you teens. take care of it yeah and I took care I mean like I took care of things like in the house too you know like at some point in time they were all like listen you have to wash your own clothes like I was washing my own clothes when I was probably like 12 you know like cleaning the house every Saturday was a thing we had to wake up every Saturday morning wipe down my mother's like how many um you know glass centered coffee tables and her wall units and the TVs and sweep and you that know was, that was my life too Saturday mornings Saturday mornings was, was like a cart- big deal there was no cartoon no watching you know, it if you wanted to watch cartoons, it was like and... you had to watch that shit before you started dusting, mm-hmm. like or get up really early because I'm dusting, I'm Windexing shit like every Saturday, and my sister would look at me like, "Your hands ain't broken, get up and start doing some shit too," you know. So like those were things that kind of pushed me in that adulting aspect. And then like she was also an advocate on like talking about relationships and again being like adult enough to handle those kinds of relationships and things like that too. So um, that kind of you know helped. Uh, per- you know, create this person that I am, despite the fact that I seem to just not find great relationships either way. But that's just me. Um, you don't find great relationships because you don't want them. No, I do want them. No, I just, and I just find sense, them in the bad person. No, I don't think so. And the only reason I'm telling you this is because sometimes it's like, we push people away that could potentially be someone that could actually work for us because they aren't exactly what we're looking for. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm a big advocate on like growing, growing in love. <laughs> 
a little yeah like and i know that sounds crazy no it makes a lot of sense but i'm like, like manic though i'm one of those people like i have to well in the past i'm still working on it but like i had to feel a, a manic sense of infatuation with a person see that would terrify me something like that would that, that terrify is so me like if i'm like manic and like crazy over you that means it's like as quickly as i've fallen into you is probably as quickly as i'll fall out of mm, being with that's, you that's a possibility because it's just like oh he's so he's everything he's everything he's everything to me ha oh he did this thing i can't stand him bye (laughs) so it's like you know i just every time things come like too intensely i have to kind of take a step back Mm. and um and think about it before i like i handle it like the way i met rob like we met and from the conversation we had even though he was like he's a little weird i but i like weird i like quirky Mm -hmm. i like weird i like kind of nerdy quirky and nerdy yeah like that doesn't my favorite time bother me so much uh, I just felt something with him that I hadn't felt in a while and hadn't felt since. Like, you know, I just, mm-hmm. I felt that with him. And it was very surprising to me because he wasn't necessarily my type physically. Like, I've always dated guys that were probably a little bit taller, a little bit mm-hmm. more, like, kind of built, but... Which I don't like, but... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so know. weird. And I always get those, but I don't like that. Wait, well, I shouldn't say I don't like that. I like it, but that's not my... Cup I like, of tea. No, I like them I like them tall and scrawny. Well, not even tall. I just like them scrawny. Like, I like people who I feel like if we got into a fight, I have a fair shot in this fight. I, I'm, not, I'm not even joking with that. Um, my <laughs> mother... I'll tell you guys, my mother's a warish person. She's a warish person. And so we grew up knowing, uh, you know, that there's no such thing as a man not hitting a woman because it can happen and it does happen all the time so I've always kind of like had this idea of if I'm getting with somebody like we're if we're gonna scrap like I want a fair shot I'm in this. still gonna try to fight you even though you're bigger than me yeah no, I'm like, crazy if you, if you, yeah that's that's the craziness like not me I'm like okay no he's like 300 pounds he will sit on me and suffocate me like I will die tomorrow I'm just like if I kick but him like, in the balls and then like punch him in the eye that'll give me a second to run out the house because I'm fast. <laughs> but, you know, another thing, too, is I think I also kind of suffered from that, um, and I'm going to call it this, and that's precisely what I'm going to call it. I suffer from the Steve Urkel syndrome because I love him nerdy. I love him geeky. And so that just, it's just, it just, it's a great combination for me. Mm. Which adds to the fact that, like, I'm really weird and quirky because I love braces. Like, uh, drool. Like, braces are just super attractive to me. And everyone in the world like is like. Like, adult braces? Like, just have metal in your mouth. Not grills. Just great. Just, yeah. Yeah, I'm like, uh. well, when I was a teen, it was more so. But I can't even lie, cause your friend, you had a friend who came over to your baby shower. She had braces, and I thought she was like the cutest thing in the oh, room. Oh, I love her. Crystal. She was like the cutest She's thing so in cute. the room. Oh my god, are you into women now too? I don't know. Are you like weirding me out? No, I it's cause I don't think I've ever not. I didn't about mean it. to use the phrase weirding. Out. No, no, no. <laughs> I mean well, the I know term. You mean, I mean, well, I, I meant know, to I say know like exactly where you're coming from. Cause no, like, but that's not what I meant to say. I meant to say like, do you feel weird about that? Oh no, you're open I, to it. Yeah, because like I've always, I don't think I've um ever not like been okay with saying that women were physically attractive or like, oh yeah, I would totally date this woman. Yeah, but it's just never um approached like has been a thing. I remember like there was a student where my at my job. I'm not gonna say who she is, but like I remember seeing her once and I was like, she is yum. Like, <laughs> <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. Speaking of uh, yum, today this guy. Who got in a fight with his girlfriend? He was in a car, and his license plate said "Yummiest." <laughs> I died. 
died. I died because he also stopped like in the middle of the street. They have this huge argument and his license plates really said yummiest. I was like, what is the yummiest? Mm. Was it something that you like or is it something that you have? I guess <laughs> like, I so. Was, I was very curious like what, what it was. He's got that sissy pop. Even though I hate sissy pops, I think they're so gross. But that's just <laughs> Anyway. Yeah, she was, she was like, you know, she, she gave me like these Ruby Rose vibes and I was like, Ooh, she's like, mm, I was like, okay. but like, I've always find, like, I, I have absolutely no problem with saying a woman is like super attractive or I'm attractive to a woman, mm-hmm. but the situation, to say like you date one. Yeah. Anything. The situation has never presented itself to me to be like, Oh yeah, I would totally date this person or for a woman to approach me and be like, what's going on a date. I, Do you think I, that would be like next level, like adult dating, like tapping into, yeah, tapping into that. Would I'm you, not there would yet. you date a woman? Like, would you go, and not date. Date, but like would you go, go on out a on date? a date with the woman i probably would yeah. yeah i don't think i'd have a problem with it interesting yeah i think anything further than that date though would take a lot i feel of like time. i'm the opposite like i would more quickly like be like i would rather have a woman like someone i'd like hook up with and mm. then like just be like oh i tried that then mm. like date and get to know them and like cuddle and be weird like that's just like too much for it's me. too much for you yeah it's like too intimate that's why I would only say Oddly the enough, oddly enough, but I don't well, find yeah, the physical the sex, aspect yeah. intimate. I mean... Isn't that... That's weird. Not really, because I mean, like, kissing is really intimate, but not sex. Like, I, for me, like, I know that I'm really into you if I'm kissing you. If I if I don't kiss you, then it's like I don't... Mm. But we can have sex, but n- not kiss, and that won't be intimate me. Interesting. That's Kind of like different. pretty woman. You know, she doesn't kiss on the mouth, that kind of shit. Aw. I, I know. Isn't it gross, though? Because, I mean, like, if they had kids, would the kids ask, like, how did mommy and daddy meet? It's like, oh, I picked up on the street. They could lie about it. They could just <laughs> but like, lie. But I mean, we met at work. That's true. He did meet her at work. Met at work. She was and working. That's very, very. That's it. That's true. They can. They can do that. Yeah. Okay. So I guess my last question of the evening to wrap this premiere debut episode up is: What kind of adult do you want to be, Chelsea? The kind of adult I am and continue to aspire mm, to that be she is y'all. <laughs> Look at that shit. That's adulting uh, <laughs> 101. The yeah. adult I am. Yeah. You're yeah. not getting this shit from me though. <laughs> but continue. <laughs> Um, is just one who uh, takes on responsibility, um, mm-hmm. embraces challenges, mm-hmm. and continues to to work hard and and be great. You know, like at this particular um, junction in my life, I've had a lot less thinking of myself, mm-hmm. like emotionally how I feel about things, mm-hmm. um, and I've had to think of what kind of life I'd like to create for my son, what kind of mother mm-hmm. do I want to be to my son, what kind of parent do I see myself being, like these are the questions I've been mm-hmm. asking myself a lot lately, you know, I don't want to be the kind of person, um, adult slash parent, who doesn't practice what they preach, mm-hmm. you know, that's been something that I've been really focused on, uh, you know, I want, I want to be, I want to be reliable, I want, I want to be a role model to this um young young man and uh it motivates me to want to be better mm-hmm. and to and to want to actually see things through and and um strive for more because i just want to be the best i can for him you know mm-hmm. and if not for myself like just for him and like not even for my my husband but really for him mm-hmm. 
And I'm not saying that I don't want to be great for my husband, but it's just the motivator is mm-hmm. is definitely him. And it's terrifying because it's like, I want to be a, you know, a, what is it? A earth shaker, mountain mover, kind of a mover and shaker kind mm-hmm. of type. But I've never really was that way so much. Mm. But I'm like, I would like to be more that way because I want to show him that he can do anything he wants in this world and be anything that he wants to be and, and achieve anything that he wants to. And there's nothing stopping him and and I have to learn how to do that for myself so that I can actually teach him how to do that and he can see it you know I think a lot of times people don't realize you know the way kids are like sponges and they absorb a lot of your bad habits yes you know I absorbed a lot of my a lot of my parents great habits but a lot of their bad habits as well we do that subconsciously too Mm -hmm. and you know it's um it's something that I think of I'm like what kind of marks do I what kind of things do I want him to pick up or take from me? How do I want him to remember me as as a mother, you know? Um, and what kind of life can we all can we all have together? So that's that's where I'm at right now, y'all. <laughs> that's where I'm at. Meanwhile, I just want to be an Instagram model when You're I become so an funny. adult. <laughs> you always like I give these like clearly thought out like answers. And then you were like, when I grow up, drink wine. Yeah. When I grow up, I want to be an Instagram model. Um, No, lies. I don't want to be an Instagram model. I would like to have an Instagram model's body and like. We can um, start working out after I have. Yeah. And I was going to say like natural body too. But the type of adult that I would like to be, because while Chelsea says she is this adult, I I still feel like I'm still working on the kind of adult that I want to be. But you have to just fake it till you make it though. True. But the adult that I want to be is happy, you know, and by happy, I mean like I'm happy happy in the various aspects of my life like I want to be an adult who is finally living the life that she's always wanted for herself I mean like that may not happen you know the way but that is that I what you feel to, like but... that's good. by living that life quick question because I feel yes. like happy is something that you can be tomorrow yes so that's why I say for ha- happiness for me is defined by make it's defined by me by me having I don't want to say a job I want to have a career and a career in something that I love mm-hmm. that I love doing doing something that makes me wake up in the morning and I don't feel like, ugh, I have to get on the train or, you know, any of that dread. I don't want to feel any of that with my career. I want to be able that when I wake up in the morning, it's because I'm doing something that I love. It doesn't feel like work because I'm enjoying it so much. Like I can't see myself doing anything else but that or growing or expanding whatever it is that I'm doing. Um, And to live comfortably, you know, like I I legitimately don't ask for much, even though it is a lot, but like to live comfortably you know like like right now I'm living on my own and there's like so many little things that I would love to do to just make things just a little bit more comfortable um so I would like to have that and of course you know to just be physically and financially um to be financially sound but at the same time I also say like if I were to have a child um that happiness would also including also include making sure that I can create a life for that child you know yes. in the same way that you in the same way that you say you know like I my mom went through a lot because she was a single parent having to raise the three of us and I wouldn't want that for my kid you know like I I feel like every parent in the world in saying this like I wouldn't want my child to struggle the way that I did you know and 
not to say that to make things super easy for them and that they don't know what the valuable dollar is and they don't know what hard work means, but um, so that they wouldn't have to experience or go through some of the hardships. And they did a lot, I know, because your background is very similar to mine, to make sacrifices for us to be, to kind of get ahead. Yeah. So sometimes I think my frustration, I don't know if that comes with yours, is that I feel like my parents gave me the tools Mm -hmm. in my toolbox, but I only used certain tools. I didn't use all of them and built the house. I built a shed instead. (laughs) Yes. So, like, matter of fact, I just built a bench. I didn't even put, like, a thing over it for the rain, you know? But, uh, but like, and, and, I, and I think about that sometimes and I get so frustrated because I'm like, I've had so many opportunities and mm-hmm. I haven't necessarily, um, I didn't see them through. But who's to say that, like, if I did, I would be what kind of person I would yeah. be. I, would, I wouldn't know. I don't know what that life is like. But, you know, I, I see that. I see that. <laughs> That now with like recognizing that I did have these tools and I still have them, mm-hmm. I can still utilize them and, and create something else. It may just be the non-traditional way. Yeah. You know, not may, it is. It's just not the way, you know, typically people do things, but it's just my journey and like how I'm doing it and it's okay. I want to just have, I mean, I don't even know if I would say my mom and dad, like my mom gave me the tools. I mean, yeah, she gave me the tools. And she her, did. Like, she absolutely gave me, yeah, like... absolutely gave me those tools. You know, I feel though like she gave me some tools and I use them and now like I have a toolbox and I want to make sure that I use all the tools in my toolbox exactly. and build you know my mom's build the house that my mom built, helped me build and a mansion like right next to yes. it you know like yeah. I want to build on top of not that not just like yeah. a bus stop not a bus stop <laughs> you know it's like yeah she helped me get all this way and then for what like I'm not you know where I where I know I can be where I have the potential to be and that's what I think the happiness really boils down for me me meeting my potential like hitting yes. my absolute potential yes. you know that's where I feel like I struggle and where I want to be and that's what's going to make me an adult like as soon as I hit that potential and it's off with a spark and it's just building on building on building and I'm growing and putting myself in a position where I know that I've accomplished what I have the the absolute potential to accomplish I feel like that would be the the ultimate adult yeah. like a mega sword from Power Rangers or something I'm like just put it all together and built into a <laughs> See, it's like, all parts. I all bring it's it back just, to kids stuff. <laughs> it's not no, but it's just but then like what what you're doing is it's like it's not just one part though. It's like yeah. many parts of you coming of together yeah. to being that great Afia. Yeah. So it's like you gotta take the good with the bad, with wanna, the confused, with the have, whatever like, else. The great creative aspect of my life and the great career aspect of my life. And of course have like a really great relationship and a partnership with someone and you know, see the fruits of those labors. I just wanna see the fruit of all my life. Well, labor. we gotta get to work then girl because it takes all these things take they all take so much like this podcast i feel i feel accomplished by this podcast this is like i have been feeling really great about this podcast it's like i no, i'm so serious like uh, this is the first time i've done anything like this remember the first time how geeked i was and now i'm a bit more composed but i'm still that way on the inside like excited so i feel like and this that is a, a, a stepping stone in me feeling like an adult because it was something that we said we wanted to accomplish and here we are yeah here we are doing so let's close out the show thanks guys for listening in to the first episode of adultish yeah thank you thank you for having me and i hope you uh were able to gain some insight on what i chelsea thinks it means to be adult-ish and what i Afia, thinks it means to be an adult that i won't be anytime soon but anyway let's we're working on it we're all work in progress we're working your theme song should be i won't grow up i know <laughs> I don't i'm a, to- a, a toys kid <laughs>